Amen. What a wonderful message to hear. First thing this morning, first thing this week, the blood of Jesus. We're all here because of his sacrifice, because of God's love. We have the opportunity to live a life of freedom, to live a life that we can honor God and have a relationship with him. It's beautiful. It's wonderful for us all to be together today. Welcome. You look great. If you wondered, you look great. It's wonderful to have you all. I want to let you know that today... Uh, actually, later on today, tonight, we are going to be having our mixed young adult service over in the youth auditorium again this month. It's uh, ages college age through 35. It's going to be a wonderful time. The pastor's going to preach. It's going to be a great time. If you are not in that age and you're like, hey, I, I want to have a time with the Lord. I want to come together in fellowship. Well, this tonight at 6 o'clock, the sanctuary is going to be set up for a prayer meeting from 6 to 7.30 so you can come by. You can find a place in the altar. There will be some people here giving some instructions, and it's going to be a great time for everybody to come together and pray. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, it's a wonderful day for us all to be together. Let's get out in the aisles, and let's welcome each other to the house of God. Search this world up. 
such wonderful words. All glory and honor to the great I am. That's all we've come for this morning. Right now we're going to take time as we do in every service on Sunday and pray for the nation of Israel. God's word teaches that those who seek the good of Israel are blessed. And I, for one, want to be counted amongst the blessed this morning, don't you? Amen. We're also going to take time pray for our country. How many here know we still need to hold our country up in prayer? especially now with all the division that's going on. And we want to pray for God's hand over our church. We want to pray for each and every one of your needs. If you have a need, would you raise your hand this morning? Because we want to pray for you. Amen. Well, let's bow our heads in reverence and let's pray. Father, we're so thankful this morning that you're here amongst us. We feel your presence. We felt it from the first moment we walked in this morning. Lord, and according to your word, we want to join together in unity right now. And we want to pray for your chosen people. Lord, we want to pray for the nation of Israel. Lord, we seek their good. Lord, we pray for them. We pray for their protection. Lord, we pray for their prosperity. We pray, Lord, that you would protect their borders, Lord. We pray for their leaders, the families, the children. Lord, most of all, we pray that your presence would be amongst them, Father. Lord, we also turn to our country here, Lord, and we pray for our country. We pray for healing, Lord, spiritual healing in our country. We lift up our leadership. We lift up our military, we lift up our families, Father. We pray for each and every one of them this morning. Lord, we pray for our families, we pray for our church. Lord, we pray for healing and restoration in marriages, Lord. We pray for healing of the sick, Lord. We ask that you would lift up, Lord, the brokenhearted this morning. Lord, that you would encourage them and that you would let them know that you are in control and that you are with them. Father, as we come and do our best to honor and glorify your name today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Right now we're going to prepare to continue in our worship with our giving. And as you read about giving, it is a form of worship. Today we're going to give back to the Lord all he's given us. We're going to give to, so this ministry thrives and our loose offering in this service and in the next service goes to the mission field where we do our best to support missions in Europe and South America and Quito and us in Esperanza, we do our best to follow this too. It's something that that we do now. We give our complete offering away, the first offering of every month to the missions field. And just love it because the Lord blesses those who give. A lot of people don't understand that. I think the blessing's in receiving, but no, the blessing's in giving. You give and he gives back to you and he gives you more and you continue to give. And that's something he wants us to get down, that the blessing is in giving to others. And he wants to use us to bless those in Middletown, those in Europe, and those in South America. So let's pray for our offering this morning. Father, we're thankful for, Lord, all of you've given us. Lord, you supply more than we need, Lord, and we thank you for, for your word and how you teach that the blessing is in the giving, Lord, and we want to be blessed this morning, Lord, and we want to be blessed through our giving to others, Lord. We pray for this offering. We pray that it would meet the needs of this church. It would meet the needs of the missionaries and all the missions, the different ministries that we support through this church, Father as we do our best to represent you in these last days. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
Worthy is the King. Worthy. 
several needs that we have and we prayed for the state of Israel we prayed for the United States of America and we have a couple of other needs here in the church that we need to take special time to pray for and about in our church number one we're praying for brother Charlie Brandenburg he suffered a stroke this week and he's in the hospital I want to continue to remember he and also uh, just believing that God will touch him he's going to be watching today and so we want to have prayer for him also would like this to remember Sister Lily Walters, who is having some major issues physically, and we need to touch God for her. Also, you might have heard on the news about the, the little three-year-old boy that was run over by the car, his grandfather. Those folks are connected to our church. Brother Mark Miner, who is Brian and Tiffany, this is Brian Miner's father. He, they were working on a, a car the other evening, and the car somehow completely slipped out of gear and a little three-year-old boy was playing in the yard and grandpa went chasing after him threw the little guy got the little boy out from where he was going to be run over by the car and he was run over and the little boy was hit by the car and both of them uh, brother mark is in surgery right now as we speak and the little child little three-year-old nicholas is in icu at children's medical center so i want us to stop just from how many of you know God hears us when we pray? He hears us when we pray. I don't think we'd be much of a church if we didn't carry the burdens of our brothers and sisters. And I want God to touch in this very moment these families who need a desperate touch of God. We're also praying for the Downs family this week. We had Brother Sister Ruth Downs' funeral, and then we also had Brother Fred Markham's funeral. We want to remember the Markham family and the Downs family, but so many others. And you had your hand up a few moments ago for the needs you have. But let's go before God and do some spiritual warfare for these families. Would you help me right now? Let's pray. Father, as we come to you, Lord, we come knowing that you hear us when we pray. David said in Psalms, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. So, Lord, we come to you now and we ask you to touch and minister in these situations. Each one of them we've called out. Would you touch Sister Lily Walters? Would you lay your hand on her, heal her body physically? Lord, would you touch Brother Charlie Brandenburg in the hospital? Lay a hand on him. We thank you. We're seeing miracles in his life. We're seeing where answered prayer is taking place. And Lord, we're just believing for that healing touch today in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, while Mark, Mark Minor is in surgery right now, we're asking you to guide and direct the doctors and nurses with him. Let him know and sense the presence of God there with him. And Lord, let the work of God for healing be accomplished in his body. And Lord, we lift little Nicholas up. And we ask you to heal this young baby. Touch him in the name of Jesus from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. 
I pray, God, he will feel and sense a surge of the power of God at work in his body. We believe that you're a healer. We believe in the power of the atoning blood of Christ to touch and minister to their bodies physically. And so we ask these things in the name that is above every name, in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we thank you because we know we have a God who cares. We have a God who is concerned and touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So we give these to you. And Lord, by faith, we stand in agreement, Lord, believing for a touch right now in every situation. And we ask all these things, pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And everyone together said in agreement, amen. Amen. Do you believe the Lord hears us? I'm believing there's a change and there's a difference. Amen. You can be seated. Appreciated what Richard said about the mix tonight. Tonight is our monthly service for the mix, the young adults. We focus on them on this last Sunday night of every month, but not without giving an opportunity for you. If you'd like, some folks came by last, uh, last month and we just thought, well, you know what? We thought about it. We prayed about it. We said, Lord, we're just going to open the sanctuary up. So the sanctuary will be open this evening from 6 to 730 for prayer. So if you want to come by, the music will be playing, the lights will be on, and there'll be folks in here who will agree with you and pray with you. And if you just want to spend some time in prayer, you can do that while we're down there ministering to our young adults all in the same evening. I wanted to take just a moment before we go any further. The choir's going to come back and sing. But if you're visiting with us, thank you so much for being here today. We want you to know, and I love what Cameron says. He says, welcome home. We believe you're home. We're so thankful that you came by to be with us in our first service here at Stratford Heights. And we're praying that the service would be a blessing to you. But also, this afternoon, from 1230 to 230, two hours, is open house for one of the biggest, best-kept secrets in the Church of God. And that is the Ohio Christian Academy. We're so thrilled that we're in our second year of a full-blown school right here in our church, kindergarten to 12th grade. And it is fun to watch these kids as they study and learn. And I usually try to go back at lunchtime, you know, because, of course, preachers like to eat. Uh, they don't ever give me any of their food, though. I don't know what's wrong with them. But we have a wonderful group of teachers and students. And uh, they're an open enrollment now for next year. And we want to encourage you, especially Stratford Heights families, if your children, if you're looking for a good Christian uh, school for them to go to, this is a great one. Teachers are dedicated and committed. The, the atmosphere is charged. It's just wonderful to go back and visit and be there. As a matter of fact, I believe Leo will be starting his second year at the school. Uh, our own pastors are, are sitting there, kids, and it's just, it's a wonderful environment. And I, we're going to be, in the next service, we're going to be bringing them up and, and introducing them to the congregation. But I wanted to share that with you in this first service, that it is a great place, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for education that is not um, skewed by the worldly ideas and, and, and philosophies. So it's a great thing. And I want you to pray about it, support the kids and support the school. Talk about it to all your friends and neighbors and let them know what's happening here at Stratford with the Ohio Christian Academy. And that'll happen today as an open house from 1230 to 230. If you ha after service, if you happen to swing back by around that time, they'd be happy to show you all that they do in the school there. All right. With that said, I think the choir is coming back to minister. Have you enjoyed the choir on the early service this morning? Amen.
Wipe away every stain 
this morning? Are you thankful that he found you? Stand with me. Thankful that he found you? Thankful that, that God heard you when you cried out to him? Yeah, that's the awesome thing. You know, sometimes we don't really, we just don't really put the two and two together, man. He hears us when we cry out to him. He responds to us immediately. God loves us. We, we've got to understand and know that when we seek after him, we will find him. Man, I'm not, that's, that's where I'm at this morning. And as we were singing that song and we were talking about, I have been redeemed. I felt his presence. I looked up and I, I was like, God, thank you. I love you. And you know what? I felt in my spirit. I felt him shoot right back with, I love you too. You know, when you look at somebody and you, you're talking to them, you know, you say, well, I love you. You know, last thing you want is for them to just go, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I mean, you want them to say, I love you back. And Angel, as sure as I was standing over there, I, I, was, I was like thinking about being redeemed. I said, I love you. And I felt in my spirit him say, I love you too. I don't even know he's real and he's here. His presence is here in this house this morning. I want to challenge you into a, a deeper place with him than you've ever been in all of your life. We're still in. We're, in, we're working on our third next week. It'll be March, and we're still talking about healthy things grow. I don't know when we'll stop. It's the longest series I've ever preached, except Revelation, my first year as pastor. That was like a year and a half, and I will never do that again. I'm kidding. We'll study Revelation. But as a new pastor, biggest mistake I ever made was as a freshman in this thing, jumping right into Revelation. It took me a year and a half to teach that to you. 
But we've been in this series of Healthy Things Grow, and we've been learning as we fast and pray and serve and read God's Word. We've been, fi- we've been understanding that going back to the basics of what redemption truly means, being redeemed, that that in and of itself, us walking this journey out by faith, healthy things grow automatically. So we've stopped pursuing growth. We're just pursuing health. Pursuing health. And as we pursue to be healthy, spiritually, emotionally, physically, as we desired before God to have it all, man, to be straightened up, to be living a holy life, to be dedicated and committed and disciplined in our lives, separate from the world, not living to the world's ideals, but living to God's. So as we've been doing that, we've been finding that, man, we are growing automatically. It's a beautiful thing. Today, entitled the message, Seek and Find. Seek and Find. I want us to understand that you don't have to keep over and over and over and over and over again, calling out, calling out, praying, and just like sometimes somebody will say, I feel like I'm just praying to a brick wall. Man, that mentality is from the enemy. I mean, how many of you know he hears you when you call? Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, call unto me and I will answer you. How many of you know that's the word of God? And the word can't lie. Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I've got several scriptures for our text today. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6. Then I'm going to jump to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Matthew 6, 33. Luke 11, 9 verses 2 and 10. And Hebrews 11 and 6. So if you've you got your Bible, you can rush and turn all that or they'll just put it on the screen for you. But let's start with the first one. Isaiah 55 and 6. What's it say? It says... Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Jeremiah 29 11 begins, and it's a very popular scripture. But listen to what it goes on and says. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me, And go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me. Can you say amen? When you search for me with all your heart. Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Luke chapter 11 and verses 9 and 10. So I say to you, ask. And it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Hebrews 11 and 6 brings it all together. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Well, we could just have, say we've had church right there. Y'all could go and beat the breakfast crowd. But we've got a few things to talk about today. Father, we ask your blessings over your word. Challenge us by your Holy Spirit. 
Lord, you are calling your church into these days, these last days. You're calling your church into a deeper, more intimate place with you. You're wanting us, Lord, to dig deep. We thank you for this today as we're challenged by your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Using these scriptures as the text this morning, it barely scratches the surface in the word of God of all that encompasses the huge concept of seeking God. He's made it very clear that he's everywhere. He's in all things. He's in the breath you breathe. He's in the heartbeat of your body. He's in the, the miracle of a brand new child. You know, Cameron and Whitney had a brand new little baby this last week. And little, uh, the sweet, sweet little Kenley Faith has come. And she has just changed the whole world. I mean, I was over at their house. And I mean, everything now centers around this little baby girl who wasn't even there last week. But boy, now everything revolves around her. It's amazing the miracle that we, that we see everywhere we go. And we see that God is making himself known. He's wanting himself to be very displayed and clear everywhere we go. God is in everything around us. And he wants us to seek him. Because in seeking God, that's where we come in alignment with his word. And we come into alignment with his will, his purposes, and his plan for us. His plan being the most important plan. There is you and I may have plans and we may have desires, but God has a destiny and a future that he wants us to understand is the best that we could ever want or hope for. Seeking God touches our motivations, our priorities, how we spend our time, the goals in our lives and our spiritual growth. And seeking God also shows it touches the lack of all of those things. We may have them. Let's clarify something right off the bat. Everyone is seeking something. I have not yet met a human being who does not seek after something. They're driven by something. It may not be God. It may not be spiritual growth or spiritual matters. But all human beings, all that I've ever known or met, clear down to little kids who want what they want when they want it, People are seeking people by nature. God's made us to be seekers. Some people are seeking for money, fame, pleasures, self-validation, sexual fulfillment, worldly power. Some are searching for that mate, that husband, that wife. Some are on a search for children. Others want a new job, a better education, a new home, and new friends. But people are all searching for all kinds of different things. The crazy thing about all of those kind of worldly pursuits that drive us, ambition that drives us, is that usually about the time we get those things we want, they're just not enough. They don't satisfy. And let me tell you something, they were never meant to be. It was St. Augustine who lived 1500 years, over 1,500 years ago who said something along this line. He said, Thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in thee. He's placed, God has placed eternity in our hearts. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11 says it. It says, God has put eternity in our hearts. That means every human being, and you've heard it said, well, there's this 
vacuum inside every man, woman, boy, and girl that is a hole inside of us that only God can fill. Right here is your scripture. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, For God has put eternity in our hearts. All of us, every man, every woman, every boy and girl, no matter whether they love God, know about God, or don't know about Him, they all have this same hunger inside of them for something. They're searching after something. We've seen in our lives, in, our, in history, how the people have always been looking and searching for immortality or looking for the fountain of youth, Ponce de Leon. All kinds of people in our stories, our children's stories, your mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all. People searching for that thing that keeps them young, keeps them eternal, keeps them immortal. All of these things, movies, books, music, all kinds of things in our lives, even our own, our own legacies, things we want to do with our own lives. We have this innate, innate, insatiable desire, a hunger, a thirst, if you will, searching for things to try to fill up that vacuum, that eternity that's in our, in our hearts. We all have it. I see it. When I talk to, to sinners, those who are lost in the world, you can see immediately that lostness inside of them as they talk about how they're searching. They may be looking for money. They think it's in money. They think it's in houses. They think it's in a job. They think it's in success in this life. But they're searching, desperately, frantically searching for answers. We've got them everywhere. But let me tell you and let me remind you this morning, that whole that desire, that hunger and thirst down in our hearts, that was put there by God so that he and he alone could fill that space in our hearts. Isaiah 55 and verses 1 through 3 says, Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come and buy and eat. Yes, come buy milk, wine and milk without money and without price. It says, why do you spend money? for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy. Listen carefully to me, the writer says, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear to me, and come to me. Here, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. But then Jeremiah tells us what the problem is with the world. He says in verse Chapter 2 and verse 11, has a nation changed its gods, which are not gods? But my people have changed their glory for what does not profit. Be astonished, O heavens, at this, and be horribly afraid. Be very desolate, says the Lord, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and they've hewn out for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that can hold no water. This is what's going on in the world. And I'm telling you, this is the, the plight of humankind. This is what's standing between us and the satisfaction that God would give every man, woman, boy, and girl. Every one of us this morning could have that vacuum, that eternity filled in our souls if we would just come back to the fountain of living waters. 
That's why it's so important today that we're preaching the message, that we're centering our focus on the things that are real, the things that are not, that, that, that cannot be questioned, the things that will stand the test of time. Let me tell you, this Word of God is still the answer. It's not more doctors and psychiatrists. It's not more television and celebrities. It's not more folks changing uh, positions in Washington. How many of you know this old black back holy Bible? This is still the answer for all humankind. This is the answer. Oh, our young people are so smart. They're so smart. They're so educated. They're so successful in this world. But let me tell you what they cannot fill with BMWs and Cadillacs. Let me tell you what they can't fill with degrees and big houses. They cannot fill that vacuum in their hole that God put there. And it's called His love and eternity. You'll never find it if you're here today. If you're standing or sitting in this congregation this morning, let me tell you, you will not fill your soul. You will never be satisfied. It will always be greener on the other side. You will live in this constant pursuit of emptiness until you finally understand it's there at the fountain. The fountain of living water. That's the answer for us all. And oh, when we understand that, spiritual growth and strength will rise up within us. You and I will sing a new song unto the Lord. We'll have a worship and a praise that will bring the presence of God into the house. We'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We'll see the victory and the glory of God in the house when we know that He is the center of our soul's great desire. David said, as the deer pants for the water brook, so does my soul thirst after thee, O God. When will I come before you? Do you hear what we're saying this morning? Oh, it's time for there to be a hunger and a desire, a thirst once again in the body of Christ for the godly things. People pursue all kinds of things in this life. And it's sad to me, Jeff. It's sad when I see young people who are pursuing so much in this world and leaving God out. They will never be satisfied. How many celebrities who have reached the pinnacle of fame have been found dead in their homes? How many rock stars have killed themselves? How many millionaires have found that the billions and the dollars and the houses and all of the things that they've purchased and found along the way that none of those things brought them the peace, the joy, and the love that they were searching for so desperately and thought could be fixed by those things. I'm telling you, we're on to something here this morning. We're on to something very important, something that will cause us to be truly spiritually healthy. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, Jesus said it best when he said, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Are you hungry this morning? Are you thirsty? Did you come in here hungry today? Did you come in here just to do church? 
Did you come in here just to do your duty so you can make sure that you're setting a good example? And so, you know, you, what's the motive? What's the motive? Or have you come to strip the inside of your soul bare before God and to look up to him and say, Lord, all of me, I lay all of me before you, fill me to overflowing with your spirit, with your love, with your presence and your power. C.S. Lewis wrote this. He said, if I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Aren't you glad this morning you were made for another world? I've been made, Jeff, for heaven. I've been made for streets of gold. I preach, I've been preaching an awful lot of funerals here lately. And I've been really, really broken in my heart many different times over the last several months. But I'll tell you, there's another thing rising up inside of me. Darren, and it's simply this, it's, it's a jealousy for those people that, because see, I've been made for another land. I've been made for Beulah land. I'm kind of homesick for it today. You know, I, I don't have any, any axe to grind here. I'm not interested in laying anchors down in this life. I'm not hanging on to immortality here. I'm looking for a place whose builder and maker is God. I'm looking for a place that's been prepared for me that Jesus has promised me. When he comes back for me, he says, I will receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. I'm looking forward to that time and that hour. Don't you be sad for me when he calls me and I go. I'm going to be one very happy man. I said at a funeral not too long ago, it's a uh, wonderful, and many of you probably heard me say it, and you'll, you'll hear me say it the rest of my days here on this earth. It's one of the most beautiful things ever. If there's ever a message that D.L. Moody ever preached that was awesome and fantastic, it was when he said these words. He said, one day you shall hear that D.L. Moody has died. He said, and when you do, don't you believe it for a second. He said, for in that moment, I shall be more alive than I have ever been in all of my life. That's the truth that we hold on to today. That's the truth that we carry away from the cemetery, brother. That's the truth that we carry in our hearts and souls. And I don't want to get, I don't want to get so occupied and looking down and all around me in this life. I don't want to lean on the arm of flesh. I don't want to look to the left and right. I want to keep my eyes centered on the centrifuge of my hope and trust. I want to stay focused on Christ. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I mean, there is a test. There's a foolproof test to know what you're seeking after today. You want to know what it is? You want to take the test? Let me see your, your, your I don't know, we, we don't really write checks much anymore. But let me see your bank account. Let me see where you spend all your time. That's a foolproof test of what you seek, what you want. What you spend your money on, where you spend your time. You can say what you want. You can come to church and look real good, look very religious with your time and your money. But don't lie. It says who you are.
What you do with your time, what you do with your money, it says who you are. I want us to evaluate and examine ourselves this morning because I believe with all my heart if we as a church would get to the place where we truly would evaluate our heart's desire that we would begin to grow spiritually in a manner that would, would look just like what we've been challenged to, to be and to do in the word of God. I want nothing more. I don't, I, I'm not interested in what this world offers me because I've been made for another place. I've been made for heaven. But sometimes we get so off track and we lose our priority we, we, get, we don't even realize at times the things that take up our time, the things that take up our, our money, the things that take up our priorities in our life. We sometimes don't realize it. I mean, have you ever thought about it? I mean, I, I read this, and I thought it was so cute. I wanted to tell you this morning. I read about a man who looked at his life and concluded that he was just like the professor on Gilligan's Island. He said the professor could turn a banana peel into diesel fuel. He could take algae and make chocolate fudge out of it, but he never got around to fixing the hole in his boat. Well, sometimes that's like us, and then we pursue everything else under the sun. We take care of all the big things, and we do amazing things with our lives, and yet we don't fix the hole in our own boat. We don't take the time. You know, the last thing we want at the end of our life is to stand in need. Paul said... I beat this body down every day. I crucify this flesh so that after having preached to the masses, I would not find myself a castaway. It's so important this morning that you don't mix up religion, serving the Lord, or doing work and busy stuff for God. Don't ever confuse that with the intimate relationship with God. The thing that I remember most about my mother was not that she was a Sunday school teacher, not that she was my youth pastor when I was growing up, not that she was somebody very active in women's ministry. What I remember most about my mother was late at night walking past her bedroom door, hearing her call out and cry out to God Almighty in prayer. That's what I remember about my mom. Who are you? What are you seeking? What are you hungry after? Does your family see you busy or do they see you in love with the Lord? Do they see your passion? Do they see your hunger and your desire? My mother wouldn't even let us argue. We'd, get, we'd all go to arguing and mom would walk in the room and we'd shut up real quick because we knew what would happen. Next thing you know, she'd be pulling every one of us into the family room, make us hold hands, and we'd all have to pray and hug each other and say how sorry we were. Sometimes we didn't want to do that, so we would just shut up. <laughs> It was who she was. We saw this passion. It was nothing for me in the middle of the evening to, to walk into the family room and you'd see her listening to her Andre Crouch records in the family room and she'd be rocking on the couch staring. She always had to stare out the window because all she wanted to do was see as close to heaven as she could possibly be. She'd listen to that music and you'd hear her crying in there and praising God. I, she, it was nothing for her to shout making macaroni at the stove and every evening, right about the time Charlie's Angels was coming on, she'd lay out her Bibles in the living room and do her devotion right there in front of all six of her kids. We knew what her passion was, her hunger, her desire, 
and that put it in every one of us. I can't count how many times growing up I've said to God, let me love you like mama loved you. If I can just love her like you, like she loved you, boy, I think I'd be all right. So important that we understand and know who we are. Pursuing spiritual health is understanding something about what you seek. Can I just tell you, you, whatever it is you are seeking, you're going to get it. So the question is, what are you seeking? That scripture, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they should be filled. That's a powerful, smart scripture in the word of God. It's powerful because it's a truth. You will be filled. If you want righteousness, if you want to be right with God, righteousness, you'll have it. It's the truth. You're as close to God this morning as you want to be. You have as much joy in your life as you want to have. Oh, no, 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 Pastor, you don't understand. That's not true. It is true. Quit blaming everybody else in all your circumstances. Quit making excuses. You're about as happy. Abraham Lincoln said, most people are about as happy as they want to be. He's right. You have as much joy in your life as you want to have. You have as much peace in your life this morning as you want to have. You're as fulfilled in your life as you want to be. Because you see, none of those things should be based on your circumstances or your life condition. We are the way we are because that's the way we want to be. We're either happy that way or we just accept things the way they are. If you were hungry for something better from God, you could have it. Because God's word declares he's just looking for those, searching for those who are hungry for him. If you want to be close to God, you'll have it. If you want a better marriage, you'll have it. If you want to do God's will, God promises in his word, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. If you want to do the will of God, you'll have it. It comes down to what you want. You want to learn how to pray and be close to God, you'll have it if you want it. You want to grow spiritually, you'll have it. You want to walk in the spirit, you'll have it. If you really want it, you can be a woman or a man of God. Such as You can be just like someone they write about in the word of God. If you want it, you can change deeply ingrained habits. If you want to, you can even break destructive patterns in your life. You can do whatever you want. The awesome thing about God's power in our lives and his work and the way he's made us as human beings is whatever you seek, you'll find. Now, I just, you don't even realize how much I've set you free today. I have set you, I have given you some keys to spiritual growth that ought to bless your socks off. Whatever it is you seek, that's what you'll find. So when you're looking into what you lack, instead of looking out here to blame and make excuses, look back in here to your passion. Look to your passion. Look to your hunger. What do you want? Because if you really want it, you can have it. Get an amen in this crowd. Amen. Problem is, we make way too many excuses for ourselves. We want to live. Some people, you take away their problems, they don't have anything to talk about. Some people, you take away their excuses, 
They have to own up and start pursuing and be disciplined. And they have to make correct decisions. They got to work hard. They got to quit lack, you know, being spiritually lack. They got to move forward. You say, well, that ain't easy. Well, it starts right now. It starts with admitting your need to God. You know, I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this to set you free, to set us all free. We have the things we want. We have the things we seek. And if you're seeking after those things, it will not be long before you have them. The peace and the love and the joy of God. Says Isaiah 55 and 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord means we, what we said in the very beginning. When you, when you speak to him, you got to believe, man. you got to believe that he hears you. Some people have been praying the same prayer over and over and over again for the last 10, 15 years. And they say, well, the Lord's just never saw fit to answer my prayer. That's not true. God is answering your prayer. Look to him. Seek him. Know he hears you. And God is working on your behalf. Sometimes we just can't handle the fact that the answer might be no. Ouch. Sometimes the answer might be no. But seek, that word seek means that in the divine energy and dynamic searching for God, like you are on a pursuit, an adventure, you've got to be determined that you're not going to stop until you get it. The scripture Jesus used in Luke chapter 15, verses 8 and 9, he says, Or what woman having ten silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp? Sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. And when she has found it, she calls her friends and neighbors together saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which was lost. We have to have the same kind of passion, the same kind of desire before God. We have to be determined that we're going to get what we, what we know we desire with the passion of our soul. We've got to go for it. We've got to take that step of faith. Well, Peter wanted to walk on water. He said, Lord, if that's you, if that's you, will you bid me to come to you on the water? Jesus looked at him and said, come. He got out of that boat, and as long as he kept his eyes on the one that could provide the strength, as long as he kept his eyes on the one that could make the miracle take place, as long as he didn't look around and didn't look down and didn't look to his own abilities, he would have kept on walking. But what happened? He got out of the boat. He's walking on the water. He's ready to shout and have a camp meeting service. And then all of a sudden, he's like, look at me. Whenever we get our eyes back on us, whenever we start turning and saying, what about me? Look at me. What about my feelings? What about what I'm going through? What about me, Lord? What about about that time? That's when we start sinking, and it isn't long before despair and discouragement and depression and all kinds of stuff is just burying you alive. I'm preaching good stuff whether you're hearing it or not. Keeping your eyes on him. No matter what you go through, Paul and Silas at midnight sang songs of praise. They should have said, woe is me. They should have said, what about me? I'm a disciple. I'm an apostle. I served the Lord. I followed him faithful. I gave my alms. I did everything 
anybody else could have ever wanted to do. Why am I sitting in this place? God, I'm mad. God, you're not God. You're not the God you said you would be in your word. I don't know what's going on. Instead of doing that, they just started singing, I don't know, Amazing Grace. I know it hadn't been written yet. They looked up in the middle of their circumstances and they just, they were just, they had decided that even in their chains, there must be some purpose in the heavens. And they looked up and started singing at midnight. And the Bible says the whole place became shaken until they were completely set free. And because of what they went through, you know, the jailer ended up, his whole house being saved and baptized. God's got something inside your passion, inside your seeking, that's going to continue to bless and touch others. Don't say tomorrow I'll do it. Don't say I'll do it later. I'll seek him today. As we leave here in just a few moments, as we begin to, to get ready, and they'll come to the instruments and you'll stand with me. I want to challenge you as never before, get past your excuses Get past all the problems. Get past all the circumstances. Get past all the things that hold you back. Quit looking at at Brother Brian and thinking, man, if I just had his advantage, if I just had a relationship with God like he does, if I had the favor that he has, let me tell you, you want his favor? You want his relationship? You want to pray like him? You want to serve God like him? You want to have opportunity like him? There's nothing to hold you back. Begin now seeking after the things that God has put in passion in your life. God wants you, I mean, he's not going to let you do what he's doing. You can't be him. But God's got something for you, satisfaction guaranteed. Satisfaction guaranteed. The work that God has called you to do, the work that God has given to you to do, he's put that first inside of you. It is a passion and a hunger and a desire. First for him. First for him. It starts with loving him. He's never going to let you get off track and begin to put other things before him. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then these other things will be given to you, added to you. I like the way it uses the word added because that lets us know I'm complete and whole in Jesus, his righteousness and his kingdom and everything else, Chris, just gets added. It's icing on the cake. There's nothing more beautiful and more amazing in our hearts and lives than the relationship that we have with Jesus. To seek him while he may be found. Paul, Paul the apostle who had everything. I mean, somebody would say he's in the hall of fame. I mean, he's the big guy, the big chief. Yet in all of his wanderings in Philippians, he looked up and said, oh, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to his death. It was the passion inside his heart for God. It was the passion inside of him for the Lord. That's what drove him. That's what's got to drive you and I. I'm sad for, for young people. I'm sad for fathers and mothers. I'm sad for human beings. I want, to, I want to just shake them in their lives. I want to say, man, of all the accomplishments, of all the achievements, 
all the master's degrees and all the money you can stack up in your house. Don't let any of that get in front of your passion and your hunger, your thirst for God. God has put a hole in your heart. You're going to be chasing rabbits the rest of your life until you understand that that will never be satisfied until you surrender your life to Him. There is no satisfaction. Hear me. There's no satisfaction in this life. It's not meant to. Pursue it all you want to. It will never, ever be realized. There's a passion and a hunger inside of you that can only be filled by God and God alone. Jesus Christ, the only answer for this world, the only answer for your heart, the only answer for your continued walk with God. Don't let anything anything detour you left or right with every head bowed and every eye closed this morning I want to pray for us as a church For I am the fountain of living waters. I am the refreshment that you seek for your spirit and soul. I am the answer for this world that has gone astray. Why do you pursue after things that will not satisfy? Long again for me. Desire after me and you will find me, says the Lord. Trust me and lean upon my word Stand upon my promises and you shall see the glory of the Lord arisen in your own heart. I desire passion from my people. I desire intimacy with my sons and daughters. Look to me today and you shall be filled. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands all over this sanctuary this morning? We honor the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit the gifts of the Spirit in operation in the church. And Lord, we respond to you. We thank you, Lord. Oh, God, let our passion, let our hunger and our desire, God, be only you. All the other things of this life, they're not sinful, they're not wrong, but God, they cannot be in priority over you. Give us our family altars again. God, help us to pull our children in close. Let them see in our hearts that desire once again. Let them understand, God, there's no job, there's no education, there is no life outside of our love for you that matches the glory. There's no answer, there's no satisfaction outside of you. Help our young people to see this, God, as they are beginning their journeys, their adventures in life. God, let them never fail to see and know firsthand in experience that you are their fulfillment. God, let us hunger after you and desire after you. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. With every head bowed, never eye closed, if you're here today and you need Jesus in your life, you have yet to even accept him in your life. It starts there. 
you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've never prayed the prayer to receive the Lord into your life, and you're here today. I want to pray with you right now. We're going to pray, making an altar right where you're standing. If you're here and that's you, would you just slip up your hand and right back down? Amen. God bless you, brother. Is there anyone else? I want to pray that prayer. I want to receive Jesus into my life. All right. We're going to pray this prayer, and as we do, I want a whole church to help us pray. It's not a prayer, a formula, it's not magic, it's words that if it comes from your heart, if it comes from your heart, then it's going to bring a transformation and change to you. God only hears the prayers that are prayed from a heart, not the prayers that are just for men, words. But when we pray it from our heart today, heaven hears. Church, let's pray this together. Dear Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I declare you're my Lord. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation. Today I believe this in my heart. Now I confess it with my mouth. Your word then says, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's celebrate that. Amen. The church, my desire, my, my challenge to us as we close in prayer, Richard's going to come and, and give us a last word, and he's going to pray this prayer. But my challenge to us as a church is that we will examine ourselves. I want to. I want you to. I want us to examine what are we seeking? What are we hungry for? What's our passion about? What are we truly hungry for? That's spiritual growth that is going to rock your world. God bless you. Amen. Amen. We want to just remind you that the open house for the school OCA is today. Right after the 11 o'clock service, we will be having baptism next service, so it's going to be a special time. We want you to be blessed and have a wonderful day. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we honor you and thank you, Lord, for the word and for the challenge. God, that's been given. God, that's been extended from you. We just appreciate your love for us and your challenge for us. God, to seek after you, to find those perfect things, those wonderful things that you are leading us into. God, we just give everything that we are, our heart, our passions. God, we give all that we are to you, Lord. We pray that you would guide us and lead us and direct us. God, be with us this week, Lord, as we seek to find you and to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.